with um, Lila Mon here on Faith FM and we have another clue for our quiz. Yes, we do. Our quiz is so still so good to open. have the Lila Mon team back I, together. I know, right? Lawson's awesome. Lawson is awesome. Yeah, I really enjoy yeah. having Lawson. He is such a blessing to our to our team here. Yeah. Yeah, just got to just got to say that. Yeah, absolutely. At the same time, glad to have the Lila Mon <laughs> yeah, team back again. Yeah. Okay, so what number am I? This quiz is still unanswered. Give us a call if you know the answer. Uh, our next clue is when Abraham first interceded for Sodom, the Lord said he would spare the whole city if this many righteous people were found. Mm, you're bartering with God. Yes. Where did where did he start? Yeah, it was his first offer. Where first did he offer. start bartering with God? <clears throat> okay, so if you know the number, give us a call, 1-800-324-843 or text us on 0491-064-669 or contact us via any of our social medias and uh, let us know. Also, we want to know whether you are in favour of Daylight Savings or not. Mon has... Um so far, only people calling in have been against it. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I, I, think, I think we probably shouldn't have taken the poll on this day. <laughs> This day Take it in a week's grumpy. time. Because <laughs> everybody's like, oh, I can't believe my alarm clock went off right now. <laughs> oh, dear. I'm, I'm, actually, I'm actually a little bit grateful I have jet lag right now because I don't feel it at all. It's yeah. just all messed up for me right now. <laughs> well, I, I had the worst because I had a late night meeting, committee meeting last night. And, of course, you know, late, 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 uh, when you're doing a breakfast show, one of the things that you really do make sure of is getting to bed you know, at a reasonable hour. And late night committee meeting up until all hours, go home, brain is stewing on what you've been working on, toss and turn, and then the alarm clock goes off. I feel like I haven't even slept. <laughs> yeah, welcome to my world right now, Lyle. <coughs> I spend most of my night just staring at the ceiling thinking about how much I'd like to be asleep. <laughs> how, long, how, long, <laughs> how long have you been back for now? Uh, the, we're entering my second I was going to say, this is some of the worst yeah. jet lag I've ever seen you go through. Yeah, it's because I didn't take care of it properly when I first got back. and didn't I did it hard enough. Yeah, I, I was a bit of a, a moron and, and stayed up late and started eating. I'd get up at midnight and have a sandwich. Like, what was I thinking? <laughs> and then I'd, I'd treat myself to a nap at about 9am and then I'm sleeping all day. And I was getting on top of it because I have a blue light that shines, like reflects, you know, sort of imitates the sky. And I was getting on top of it. But then getting sick last week, did me yep, in because then I'd slept all day trying to get over this sickness and of course wide awake at night. <laughs> so it's the worst. It's terrible. <laughs> all right, Mon, let's go back to our passage. Where were we up to? Yes. Let's read a few more verses here from okay. of Deuteronomy chapter 28. The Lord will conquer your enemies when they attack you. They will attack you from one direction, but they will scatter you in from you in seven. The Lord will guarantee a blessing on everything you do and will fill your storehouses with grain. The Lord your God will bless you in the land he is giving you. If you obey the commands of the Lord your God and walk in his ways, the Lord will establish you as his holy people as he swore he would do. Then all the nations of the world will see that you are a people claimed by the Lord and okay, they will stand okay, okay, okay. in awe of you. Okay, stop right there. Uh-huh. Okay, here you have the verse in the Bible that gives the whole reason for the existence of the nation of Israel. Yep. Because you know, a lot of people say, "Well, why did God choose Abraham, and why did God choose Israel, and why did you know why didn't God do it like He does it now? God does it now with the Christian Church." Why did he do it with a nation back then? Okay, read that verse again. All three of them? No, just that last one. 
then all the nations of the world will see that you are a people claimed by the Lord and they will stand in awe of you. So what was God's purpose in having a nation? I guess he wanted to show the world that if you obey him, you will be blessed and you'll prosper and, and have great a great life. And, uh, and it'll be clear that you are following his directions um, because that's what it all comes down to. It comes down to, uh, you know, back to the beginning when Satan said, well, you're unfair. People should follow me instead. And this is God making his claim and saying, no, I'm not unfair. Here are my rules. If you follow them, you'll live a great life. And here are some people that I can show you as an example. Mm-hmm. They're going to follow my rules, and they'll have a great life. And and God's purpose when people God's God's purpose what He has in mind when people actually see that nation that is having a great life is what does He want to inspire them to do? To join in, to to, to love Absolutely. Him, to follow Him, to you know become His people and as this well. Is, this is why you find you know the nation of Israel was placed at the crossroads of three continents: mm-hmm. Europe, Asia, and Africa. Uh, it was a major trade route. It was between or at the center, basically, of every great superpower. Even even in many respects, the when the Roman Empire came along, even though it was the first superpower to actually be in the West, Israel was still really at the crossroads of a tremendous amount of <coughs> what took place within the Roman Empire. Mm-hmm. When the Roman Empire was coming to power, you know, really there were two great empires that were struggling, and that was Egypt versus Syria, more or less, the Seleucids versus the Ptolemies. Um, and, and, and of course, Israel's right in the center. Israel's in the center of everything geographically back then. God knew what he was doing. So he has taken Abraham. He has created a nation for the purpose of that nation being an example of obedience to the world and what that results in so that the world would come to worship God. Okay, is that then prosperity gospel? Are we talking about prosperity gospel here? Do you know, it, it crossed my mind. It did cross my mind when I started reading that little, you know, passage yeah. about if you do this, you'll get that. If you do this, you'll get that. And I'm like, oh, this kind of almost sounds like vending machine God. Okay, so does this then mean that poverty, <coughs> disease, illness would not exist? No, because as much as we don't like the fact, Satan does still exist. And he will wage war against God and those who follow him. Does that then mean that everybody who has uh, disease and poverty is someone who's serving Satan? No. It's because Mm. the world is affected by sin. Our our world has fallen. We have the natural effects of sin um, that we have to live with. That's right. And I think that a lot of of prosperity gospel people, they'll just read this passage and they won't read the other passages also in the same books by Moses about, well, you need to take care of the poor. Yeah. And you need to take care of the lame and you need to take care of the ill and you need to take care of the widows and you need to take care of the orphans, you know, and the fatherless and so forth. All of this you'll find in the books of Moses. These are very balanced books. And once it, if you take a verse just out on its own, you can teach anything you want. And That's so Prosperity true. Gospel will take this passage all on its own and they won't balance it out with mm-hmm. those other passages that um, you know that, that talk about you know the existence of poverty. They did a whole however, yeah. However, where would you rather be in poverty? In God's nation or one of the surrounding nations? Oh, definitely in God's nation. You know the whole concept of charities, the whole concept of 
you know, helping helping others out is a Christian concept. This is where it originates from. You know, all of your major worldwide charities that have been around for a couple of hundred years all Christian. originated That's from right. Christianity across the board. That's right. You know, there are many religions in which, you know, helping out the poor is pointless. You know, because the the poor has just seen, well, they were born that way. That that's that that's their caste. You know, they can't do anything to change that. That's their that that's their that's predestination. Their destiny, that's yeah. their destiny. Yeah. It's all over. So why help them out? They've been cursed or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And of course, if you're an atheist and if you believe in the process of evolution, then helping out the poor is about the worst possible thing that you can do. Because you know, survival of the fittest, natural selection. Yeah. Um, and once again, I, I know I'm full of. I was just come back from the Creation Super Conference. It was just amazing. And one of the guys up there was, you know, a devout atheist. And uh, in, in in the past, and talking about, you know, as as a kid growing up, um, and his parents were um, into evolution, but they would give to charities. Like you're just feeding the problem. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> you don't give to charities. It's the worst thing you can do. And at least he was honest. But anyway, we need to uh, continue on with our show today. Um, we, we got a text, by the way, by someone supporting Daylight Savings. I'm not yes. going to read it out. Yes. I'm not going to read it out. There's no need for that. Yes. We have a high priest up in heaven. Hallelujah, hallelujah. He's our defender before the Father. In a temple made by God, not man. Behind the veil, in a place most holy.
They're living far longer and far happier than most people in the world. And now, their secret's out. Six regions have been identified as blue zones, places where people experience holistic health, and it's doing them a lot of favors. So do yourself a favor and come along to the free Rethink Health workshops, where we will explore six core principles of health and longevity proven through the Blue Zones at the Swansea Center Sunday, October 7, October 14, and October 21st. From 5 p.m. is where you'll find us. For more information, call 0402-528-869 or search for the Rethink Health event on Facebook. There's a land that is fairer than day And by faith we can see it afar For the Father waits over the way To prepare us a dwelling place there In the sweet by and by We shall meet on that beautiful shore In the sweet by and by We shall meet on that beautiful shore We shall sing on that beautiful shore The melodious songs of the blessed And our spirits shall sorrow no more Not a sigh for the blessing of rest In the sweet by and by We shall meet on that beautiful shore In the sweet by and by We shall meet on that beautiful shore To our bountiful Father above We will offer our tribute of praise For the glorious gift of His love And the blessings that hollow our day In the sweet by and by We shall meet on that beautiful shore In the sweet by and by We shall meet on that beautiful shore In the sweet by and by We shall meet on that beautiful shore In the sweet by and by We shall meet on that beautiful shore We shall meet on that beautiful shore Welcome back, everybody. That was, uh, what was that? Darren. <laughs> I don't know Darren if it was Percival good. in the sweet by and by. I was really enjoying it, yeah, but yeah, I just yeah. never stopped to actually look and see who it was <laughs> that was singing to us right there. <laughs> it was good stuff. <clears throat> we are back with our question of the day. Oh, and I should say that we've got a whole bunch of these to uh, post up. Have we posted up um, any of the uh, ones that we did while. We're uh, about two or three weeks behind on our YouTube. Okay, channel. so it's going to start. <laughs> They're going to start going up. We've got a whole bunch of them that yes, we can start yes. posting up and. That you're going to see them all on our YouTube channel or our IG TV. We're going to have some great content, just a huge influx. I've got so. some two senses to go up as well. Yeah, nice. It's you know what? It's time for people to binge content. 
Faith FM. Yeah, 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 yeah. We've seen people binge all the time. Absolutely. Let me give you one last clue, though, for this quiz, Ryan. Okay. Okay, the last clue. What number am I? The chapter in Genesis that records Joseph Joseph's death. Hint, it is the last chapter in Genesis. How many chapters oh. are there in Genesis? Okay, that makes it rather easy. It does, rather. It's a good yeah. question. But there's a prize coming your way. If you can figure that out, just pick up a Bible. 1-800-FAITH-FM, 1-800-324-843. Lyle, question of the day. I've been really missing doing question of the day with you, I have to say. I have been missing doing question of the day. It's my favourite part of the day. You ready for this? I am ready for this. Do the disciples have families? This is a really good question. Let's begin by, why don't we, why don't we actually start by looking at the family of Jesus? How about that? Okay. It's an interesting uh, place to start. Yeah, because the Bible does talk about the disciples having families, mm-hmm. and some of those families are related to, obviously, the family of Jesus. So Matthew chapter 13, and we will go to verse 55, where the Bible says this, and this is, of course, is the, um, the people from Nazareth speaking, and they say, Is not this the carpenter's son? They're speaking about Jesus. Is not his mother called Mary and his brothers James and Joseph and Simon and Judas. Now, this is not Judas Iscariot, obviously. Mm-hmm. This is Judas of Joseph. And so uh, there are two names there that should jump out straight away because Judas in the Bible is called Jude, and the other name there is James. Now, there are three Jameses in the Bible. We have James, the son of Alphaeus, uh, James, the son of Zebedee, and James, the brother of Jesus. And so the book of James that we have in the Bible is written by James, the brother of Jesus, and the book of Jude that we have in the Bible is written by Jude, the brother of Jesus. James, who was the brother of Jesus, was also the leader of the church um, at the time of the Jerusalem Council. And so we find that Jesus had family, you know, brothers and so forth, and sisters, the Bible says. So Jesus had both brothers and sisters, and the Bible says that uh, teaches us that uh, um, you know they, they they did some important things um, in ancient times. Now, uh, if we go to uh, Matthew chapter eight, Matthew chapter eight, we'll flick over here very quickly, and verse fourteen. Matthew 8 and let's go down to wait, 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 verse 14. The Bible says, And when Jesus had come into Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother, and that's, in other words, Peter's mother-in-law laid sick with a fever. So he was married. Yes, very, very clearly married. Mm-hmm. In fact, all of the disciples were married. Do they have kids? We would assume so because most people that married, that's what happens, particularly back in the day when you know birth control was a little bit more haphazard than what it is today. Uh, but the Bible says they were all married. If we go to First Corinthians chapter nine, where Paul is speaking now, Paul of course was a single man, but he wasn't part of the twelve. So of the twelve disciples, the Bible says they were married. Paul says this: Don't we have the right to bring a Christian wife with us, as the other apostles and the Lord's brothers do? So notice here that he talks about the other apostles and the Lord's brothers. They're all married. They all bring their wives with them when they go on missionary journeys. Like, don't we have the right to do the same? Now, of course, he was a single person, and so it's a bit of a a, uh, a rhetorical question. Um, <clears throat> you know, and, and he continues on. He mentions Peter here specifically, and he says, "Or is it only Barnabas and I have to work to support ourselves?" 
And so the Bible says that all of the apostles were married. They all had wives, and their wives supported them in their ministry, in their missionary endeavors. And so you get these little clues coming through all over the place. You know, some people think that oh, the apostles and you know we're, we're all just you know completely celibate and they never had you know uh, wives or families or so forth. This is not what the Bible teaches, and the whole concept of celibacy is something the Bible actually quite strongly speaks against. Uh, the example we have, example of happily married people with families. That's what we find in the Bible. Thank you so much, Lyle. If you have a question, give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM. Sit beside me while I weep I'm crying to you on bended knee I know you are there though far you see So I'm clinging to you, hold on to me Learning to trust more in you, Lord As I search for you Search for me with all your 
food, fun, friends and fellowship? Sure do. Then join us at the Philos Food Hub. For $5, you can receive a large food pack with free fruit and veggies thrown in and a complimentary breakfast as well. Wow. Where? At the Adventist Church on Newcastle Road, Walls End, number 63. Is that the big iconic A-frame church near the roundabout? Sure is. And it starts 10 a.m. every Thursday. Great. I'll see you there. Forgiveness. It's easier said than done. But there's a program called Forgive to Live, designed to help us all improve our lives and discover the healing power of forgiveness. So if you're keen to take that first step, head to forgivetolive.org.au. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio.
You are listening to The Porter's Gate with Wooden Nails here on Faith FM and our our breakfast show just keeps to, keeps getting more and more unusual. Yes, we've switched everything around. We're doing the farewell before the interview. <laughs> no, let's okay, not we are not, we, are, we are not going anywhere. Yeah, we're, we're not. We're not we go- are giving our gift away. We're doing away a giveaway. We're doing a giveaway. A little bit earlier. That's right. Whip out your phone right now, 1-800-FM. We're hoping that our interview will actually make it. Yeah, because if not, Lyle's going to interview me and I'm going to interview Lyle and it's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> might even be better. We, we might be better. We are. We we do owe. We are awesome. Yeah, and you and I just Lyle. <laughs> we do owe the audience maybe a bit of explanation about where the two of us had been for the last. Yeah, three we, weeks. we probably do. <laughs> um, we probably but yeah, do. get your phone out now. We have a wonderful giveaway. The, I, I'm loving that we've got a giveaway. That it's just so perfect for what we've been talking about. This is a book called Help in Daily Living: A Practical Guide to Everyday Blessings. Oh, doesn't that just sound like we've just been studying the Bible? Everyday blessings. Who doesn't want to have everyday blessings? So this has been written by E.G. White, and on the back it says... Ellen White. Yes. Yeah, E.G. E. White. Like, you know, J.R. Yeah. Tolkien, whatever. Thousands have learned to live successful Christian lives by incorporating the down-to-earth everyday guidance found in this book. Each chapter is a treasure chest filled with rich gems of wisdom for getting along with yourself, with others, others and with God. Are you searching for life above the ordinary? Do you want true and lasting relationships, a genuine godly character, and a practical everyday faith that fills your life and the lives of those you touch with blessings? Then this is a powerful book. Um, this is a powerful book that you need exactly right now. It even says you should carry this book with you and read a page or two in your free moments and memorize some of the gems. And if you put the words into practice, you'll find that life will become richer and more meaningful. Absolutely, and yeah. I can testify to that because this book that I've read and appreciated incredibly much. Yeah, if you're curious about what the blessings were that the God that God wanted to uh, to bestow upon the Israelites and what those rules were, um, those guidelines, this is the book for you because it breaks them down. Give us a call now, one eight hundred Faith FM. You can get it for free. In Christ alone, my hope is found. He is my light, my strength, my soul. This cornerstone, this solid ground, firm through the fiercest drought and storm. What heights of love, what depths of
to Keith and Kristen Getty with Alison Krauss in Christ Alone. What an amazing song that was. It's a great song. Fancy, uh, just amazing presentation of that song. Indeed. Bit nervous, okay. Lyle, bit nervous, not going to lie. Will the interview work today? Who knows? <laughs> okay, so we've got uh, Ken Kingston on the, st- on the phone to talk to us about the Science Magazine and he is currently travelling on the train and we had to wait until now because he was going through some tunnels, tunnels. and he's now out of the tunnels and we're hoping that uh, his phone line will hang in there. Kent, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Eats Lyle. Good, good to be with you guys, Lyle and Monica. How, how you doing? Yeah, great, Kent. You know what? I just, <laughs> I'm having a bit of a chuckle because, you know, you're going to be telling the audience today about what's coming up in the October issue of the Science Magazine, but I guess you're also going to be telling your fellow commuters around you. <laughs> well, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I always find it funny when people are on the train on the phone. They always, I always have to say, oh, "I'm on the train." Yeah, um, <laughs> everyone on the train's like, "Yeah, I know you're on the train." Probably not relevant to the conversation. You, you could tell them what you're going to tell them without telling me you're on the train. But anyway, so, well, yeah, we- I, I'm. I'm on the train. Yeah. <laughs> we really appreciate you being game and letting us interview you while you're on the train. But uh, go ahead and uh, tell us what's coming up in the October issue. Did, uh, this, is, this is such an exciting interview for me. Everyone's forget to talk to you about what's coming up in the issue. But, yeah, what's happening in Science Magazine? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, the uh, October edition of uh, Science of the Times Magazine um, is it, it's looking pretty good, actually. There's a, a little bit of a focus on, on charity and, and giving. Uh, we've got some sort of helpful, practical articles uh, with titles like How to Give Your Money Away and Make It Count, uh, which was written for us by uh, Braden Blyde, who's worked for uh, international charities in you know, Australia and, and New Zealand and you know, travelled around a lot. So he, he has some real insights into the way that the charity industry works and, uh, and how people you know, who have that sort of generous impulse and feel like, you know, I, I want to help, um, you know, how best to do that. I guess, mm-hmm. you know, right now, you know, seeing the sort of earthquake and tsunami in, in Sulawesi, 
Um, yeah, because no, I think don't. people often want to help, but we almost feel a little bit yeah. helpless because I think there's also a lot of distrust because I think, you know, so many charities, you know, have been found to be fraudulent and it's like, you know, who can I give my money to that's going to maximize its use? That's often a question I have when I see charities asking me for money. Absolutely. And, and, and that's exactly what he's talking about. And he, he certainly encourages people to do their research and to, and to think about, um, you know, perhaps to try to avoid some of those knee-jerk donations, you know, however well-intentioned they may be, and just to sort of think things through a, a bit more carefully. So, yeah, that's, you know, certainly thought-provoking. Yeah, um, just just, just you know, a, a quick question on that one, Kent. Um, <clears throat> here in, say, Australia and New Zealand, um, how do we go as far as giving to charities? Are we generous people or are we, or, or are we stingy? Look, I think um, so far as our citizens are concerned, we're, we're a pretty generous bunch. I mean, we, we're big with volunteering. We're pretty good with charity. Um, unfortunately, our, our federal government in Australia, and I'm talking about both, you know, major parties, uh, have been gradually diminishing the, the share of our, of our GDP that we give to charity over the last several years. And that's, that's really, really unfortunate. Mm. Um, that, you know, we, we did actually have a commitment at one stage to, to raise our giving to, I think, I think it's only 0.5%, so half a percent of GDP. And we couldn't even, you know, we were getting there, um, leading up to sort of 2013-ish. Um, but then it just started to slip back and they pushed the um, deadline out longer and then it just started to go backwards. And, and unfortunately, it, it's not much of a vote winner, foreign aid. So, um, you know, it seems that, you know, both major parties have basically taken silence as consent uh, when it comes to the, the Australian public. And... So basically, you know, if, if you want things to be different, you need to speak up and, and say something about it. And, and so I guess that puts a lot more pressure on the uh, NGOs and that kind of thing. Um, that, well, that's, uh, that's right. Yeah, it, it does. Um, and it makes them even more dependent on, on our, you know, our donations, you know, rather than government funding. So, yeah, that's, that's certainly a, a current issue that it does, so, you know, yeah, need some attention. Mm. Now, look, there are, some, there are some people who take this, um, you know, generosity in helping the poor thing in a completely new direction, and, and our cover article is just an incredible one about this, this Aussie family, the Delaney family, who actually decided uh, that they would move out of their so upper-middle-class uh, situation in Australia. I think uh, Mark Delaney, the dad, uh, is a lawyer, um, and they decided to move to a slum in India. Whoa! Um, yeah, and they've now spent 13 years living in those those slum conditions in in a couple of stints. I understand, but yeah, just that they really feel that there was a, a lot of power in you know rather than just opening their wallets and handing out money, they felt there was a lot of power to actually go and live there, you know, next to people, um, you know, amongst the people, and, and to offer some practical help with a I guess a much deeper knowledge of, of what makes those communities tick and, and what's actually going to help. Now, that's an article I'm very much looking forward to reading. What else is happening in, uh, in science this, this month? Oh, look, all, all sorts of things. Um, we, we, we usually ha- have a recipe, but we're actually being so jam-packed that we haven't managed to fix one. But oh, we wow. do have, um, we, yeah, we, we, we do have uh, an interesting article called Foods to Boost Your Brain Power. So that's, hopefully we'll, we'll keep the, the foodies satisfied. But, yeah, we always try to have some health stuff, such as, you know, 
when your your brain chokes uh, and mm-hmm, things like mm-hmm. you know that brain choke situation when you're in a performance situation. Hey, look, um, if you need some guinea pigs, Lyle and I would love some some <laughs> some help with our morning brains for the breakfast show. So if you want, <laughs> <laughs> particularly I'm particularly tempted, when I'm, daylight I'm, saving is starting to yeah. bite. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm I'm very tempted. And look, as as always, well, it's a you know a strong faith component to Signs of the Times magazine, and there's a real cracker article in there uh, called the Sabbath Community that basically explores the you know some of those tra- Jewish traditions of Sabbath and and the way that they encourage communities together not not just communities of, of interest you know where hey I'm interested in you know macrame or stamp collecting and so are you but this sort of situation that forces people of all sorts of what well, doesn't force people but it encourages people to get together regardless of their background their age their gender um, you know their, their social status and says, hey, you know, we're, today we're a community. Um, we're here to support one another. And it's, it's a, yeah, quite, quite a challenging sort of picture of, of what Sabbath actually means. Mm, yeah, fantastic. Hey, uh, Kent, I have to um, confess here, I'm doing a little bit of cheating at the moment. I'm, uh, <coughs> I'm looking at signsofthetimes.org.au and noticing yeah. some of these um, articles that you've got here. You've got one here that's titled Selfies, Scalpels and Soul Surgery. Ooh. What's this one about? <laughs> That's a great title, isn't it? Yeah. Um, look, this this is basically, I guess, trying to unpack the idea of beauty that um, women in particular are, are challenged with in in society. You know, there's some scary statistics about you know you know girls who turn 18 and for for a birthday present they you know get shipped off off to a cosmetic surgery. I mean, yes. What is what is going on with that? It's crazy. You know? I've been um, hearing about yeah. that. Yeah, just the, just the insecurity that that's there. So. Um, it, it really that, that article really challenges us to reconsider beauty and you know to consider what what the Bible says. You know that true beauty comes from the you know the unfading beauty of of a beautiful spirit. You know it's what's inside you uh, rather than what's external. You know beauty is only skin deep, as they say. Um, so yeah, it's it's a really uh, great article looking at current issues and really drawing some. I guess, more uh, eternal lessons out, out of it. And that would be quite a difficult topic to challenge because, you know, we can say, you know, beauty is only skin deep, beauty is on the inside until we're blue in the face. But we have to also look at the fact that society is geared around everything visual. So, you know, so, what we yeah. say and then how we live is can be, you know, quite quite different. And I mean, I've been hearing this, these stories about these girls, um, you know, these 18-year-olds who, you know, as soon as they become of age, they get, they get plastic surgery. I've even heard that now in some countries, instead of having like the typical graduation present be like a, a you know, a sum of money or a car, the graduation present is plastic surgery. It's just, it, it hurts my heart to hear that. You know, they're yeah, starting off in yeah. life and they think a good start in life is to pretty up your face a bit or something. Yeah, look, I mean, I can understand to a, to a certain extent that, you know, if, if for example, you've, you know, you've got serious, you know, dental Issues, then mm, you know you, sure. you need you need to spend some money on on an orthodontist. For for example, it's, it's about your health. Um, it's you know stuff like that. And there is a certain point where if you do have something you know seriously, yeah, out of the ordinary, well, it can really affect your confidence. But I think I think we have to draw. A, I think we should we should parents in particular should be encouraged to draw the line with their kids and say, well, you know, come on, you're you're great just as you are. You're beautiful just as you are. Um, it's it's not all about how you, how you look on the outside. So, yeah, yeah, and I think I think you've highlighted two really important points there, and the first one is good health. You know, that's where it, we need to we need to highlight that above everything else, because that can that's that's one of these issues that can cut both ways. You know, it's it's yep. it's good health is not 
um, you know, being anorexic, and good health is not being obese. We need to encourage you know, right. our, our children to be healthy. But then people might there's argue all, that good mental health. Yeah, people yeah, might argue that yeah. good mental health, um, you know, is combined with having a good self confidence, which you know is boosted by if you're happy with how you look. Yes, yeah, which yeah. is why, which is why you've had situations where you know people have, in government jobs have applied for government funding to have plastic surgery, really? you know, such as boob jobs and these kind of things, because they needed the mental health boost that um, and the confidence that that would. See, bring. I think that's a treacherous path to, to tread because if you think about it, any of us, our looks could change in an instant. We could walk outside and be hit by a car or you know whatever it is, and our faces could be you know completely mangled. Which brings up the second point that. Kent made, which I thought was very good, and that is, you know, dealing with things that are out of the ordinary. Yeah. An accident is something that is out of the ordinary. But our confidence shouldn't be wound up in our facial structure. No, for sure. Mm-hmm. But when there's, when, there's, when there's something that is, you know, the, the problem is that a lot of people these days are having plastic surgery for things that are very ordinary. That's right, yeah. Yeah, that's right. You see a pretty and, girl and, trying and, to get prettier. Yeah, and, and, and even to look not, not, you know, more natural or to have more even features, but to actually look more artificial and, no, and more right. plastic. But mm-hmm. it's a, yeah, very interesting trend. Hey, uh, Kent, we forgot to uh, maybe introduce uh, science to our listeners. So we do this every month. We <clears throat> we love to chat to Kent, uh, who edits the Science of the Times magazine. But just quickly again, give us a brief rundown. What is science? Where did it come from? And how can we use it? Because it's not just for us to read, is it, Kent? Well, that's right. Yeah, we, we have a, a very um, clear motto that science is for sharing. Amen. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, I've obviously been sharing on. I just got off the train now. I'm on, on the platform changing train. Hey, um, don't miss your train, kids. <laughs> he's, a, he's a busy yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Don't Kent, get on the wrong train yeah. and go back home. No, 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 is I, a busy I, I man. Think I got it sorted out. <laughs> yeah, but look, it's, um, it's actually one of Australia's longest continuously running periodicals. Going to start right back in 1886. Oh wow! It's 1886. I mean, Monica, you probably kind of remember 1986. So yeah, you know, no, nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> I was only two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can, re- I can remember 1986. <laughs> yeah, so look, we, we, we always try to have a, a good mix of, of current issues and, and health and, um, and spiritual um, issues. But yeah, the, we do want people to enjoy the magazine, but we also, yeah, we do want them to share it. Um, and yeah, that's, that's but basically what, what it's about. It's, it's no good if you just read it and it sits there, you know, on, on your coffee table. So who, who, um, can, hey, you know. who can our listeners share it with? Is it, you know, just for other church members or? Well, look, it, it depends who, who your listeners are and, and, who they're con- and who the people they are in contact with. I mean, I, I think it's great to share with, you know, with your neighbours, uh, with your friends, with your, work, with your workmates. Um, look, basically anyone who... You're in contact is, with. Um, yeah, yeah, basically... And, but, but anyone who is, I guess, open to exploring new ideas, anyone who's interested in, in having a, a, a better life, you know, possibly someone who does have a spiritual interest but doesn't have a whole lot of, you know, church or, or Bible background, mm-hmm, um, that, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that's exactly the, the I've got a challenge. That, that is, is aimed at. 
I've got a challenge for our listeners and for people who have uh, got a copy of Signs of the Times. Uh, there's a bit of a, a flu bug going around. It's, you know, that change of the season, flu bug time. If you're headed to the doctors, take a copy of Signs of the Times with you and leave it at the doctor's surgery. That's my challenge well, for our listeners. Right. Yeah. I love hearing stories yeah. about pe- where people have picked up signs and, uh, and their li- lives have been changed for the positive. I love hearing signs. Hey, we've got just one minute left here, um, Kent, but I was just noticing, I, I had to notice this article on the uh, – on the on, on the Darwin Awards and Darwin Awards, you know, even though so many of them are very tragic, they do they do just sort of boggle the mind. Boggle the mind. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's there's some pretty crazy stories. I mean, it's it's sort of um, what, what's the German expression? Um, monarchy and comedy, Schadenfreude. That sort yeah, of yeah, Schadenfreude. Yeah, <laughs> about you know, if someone dies and it's a terrible thing, but sometimes the way someone dies is just so. Stupidly ridiculous. It's, it's worthy of comment, and and I think that's that, that's what that's all about. Um, but I guess yeah, based on the article, is challenging us to think. Okay, well, you know what what is stupid really? Um, and even some of the most intelligent people, um, you know, in in the world and in history, have been shown to make not such wise decisions sometimes. Okay, Kent, tell us the website where we can go and get ourselves a copy of Signs of the Times and a copy to share. Yep, yeah, not a problem. As always, it's uh, signsofthetimes.org.au. Uh, so, yeah, check, check that out. Um, the, all the articles there, uh, the recipes and that sort of stuff aren't. So that sort of thing, you actually have to subscribe to the magazine. But you can do that online at that same website, signsofthetimes.org.au. The podcast is there. I'll have to hit you up, Lyle. I think I want to interview you about that, um, that Sabbath article. So, anytime, yeah, anytime. Asking, Love to. Yeah, I'm, I'm asking one here, so you have to say yes. So there you go. <laughs> Thank you so much, Ken. Enjoy the rest of your day. We'll be back tomorrow morning after the 7 o'clock news. Thought I walked in liberty. I thought your treasures would make me happy. That were the very things that binded me. Goodbye, old man. You promised you had what would fill me. There were the very things that robbed me, leaving my heart completely empty. Goodbye, old man. Goodbye, old man. I hope not to see you again. I don't want to be your friend. Goodbye, old man. The old has gone. Behold, the new has come. With you and did have fun. Goodbye, old man. I thought I walked in liberty. I thought your treasures would make me happy. They were the very things that binded me. Goodbye, old man. You promised you had what would fill me. They were the very things that robbed me, leaving my heart completely empty. Goodbye, old man. Goodbye.
Life FM.